come on. Jesus is wanting to bust into situations this morning. I just feel that he wants to bust in. This is a moment, a season of encounter. We just got back from camp last week. And it was awesome, guys. It was awesome. Thank you for all those who were praying for us. It was transformative. It was literally transformative. We have, we have so many testimonies uh, from students. Actually, we have a few, I think, that want to share. If you're a student or leader and you want to share a quick testimony, just, just make it as short as you can. I, want you, I just want to invite you up right now. Just really quick, come. Don't be bashful. If you had a testimony, come share it. All right, here we go. This is Alina. This is one of our leaders. Here we go. Okay, so um, I came into camp and I had a job. I invited my brother. He hasn't come to church in two years. And uh, I convinced him to go. And then um, I wanted someone to pray for him when he was at church. I mean, when he was in service. And I decided I'll go pray for him. And then um, he was raising his hands. And he hasn't done that in a while. And I just placed my hand on him. And I placed a hand on his head. I just started praying. He turned around. He's like, I love you so much. I'm so sorry. And then I got to baptize him at the end of the camp. And he's here right now with a fresh haircut. Woo, 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 come on. Jesus, that's you. Jesus, that's you. This is Anna. This is one of our students. Um, really bad things happened to me when I was younger and I could never let go of them. And then Michaela prayed over me and all of my like muscles and my body just relaxed on top of her and I felt set free and it felt amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. That's so good. That's so good. All right, this is great. Another one of our students. Um, so when I first got to camp, I wouldn't have even called myself a Christian anymore. And here I am on like the second to last day and I go into our evening chapel service and I'm, I'm just like, eh, whatever. And so I felt something like in my chest, like, okay, I'm gonna go find Michaela Yeager. And so I went and stood with her for worship and she's like jumping up and down and being all crazy. And I'm like, I love that. So I'm gonna do it too. So I did it too. And next thing you know, by the end of the night, I'm sobbing and I've given my life back to Christ. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? That's so good. Dude, Grady, you're a boss, bro. I'm proud of you. I might call on you here in a second, so don't go too far away. I might call on you here in a second. All right, come over here. We'll come a little more center stage here. We'll come a little more center. This is Sarah Benica. This is one of her students. Hi. <laughs> um, so what happened to me was on the first night, um, lots of people got filled with the Holy Spirit, but uh, <laughs> I was on the floor. I was kind of floppy like a fish, um, laughing a lot. It was, it was amazing. Michaela prayed for me and I just got filled with joy and filled with the Holy Spirit and it was amazing. Come on, that's so good. I don't want you to go too far away either. I don't want you to go too far away either. All right, this is Isabel. This is one of our students. Hi. Um, so basically I've always felt like I only had one foot in his kingdom, but then I realized that I should be kingdom and I shouldn't just have one foot in and the other foot out I really just 
<laughs> um, but yeah, and I got baptized and I'm super proud of that. Give it up for Isabella, so good. Dude, praise the Lord, yeah. Ooh, no, you're good, you're good. All right, this is Derek, this is one of our leaders. Uh, over to camp, so uh, actually I had the, the privilege and honor. Uh, I had to baptize two people, one of them being my brother John. So after, so after I got married, John's been shouldering a lot of the load about everything in his life, and I said, no, I'm, I'm baptizing him. I kind of pushed the axe aside, and I just took over. Uh, another student, he's not up here, and I'm not going to try to like embarrass him too much, was Tang, and uh, I got to actually the privilege and honor to baptize as well. Uh, Tang was going through some things, and then when we prayed through camp, he decided he wanted to get baptized. So I got to share the privilege and honor of doing that for him, too. Isn't that good? Come on, give it up for Derek. Guys, it was unreal. It was unreal. The most buy-in I've ever seen from, we had five churches there. And there's always, you know, there's just buy-in. <laughs> they just love Jesus. There's lines, there was lines of people, lines of students. We had everyone line up. And it was like, it was crazy what the Jesus was doing. People were shaking on the floor under the power of God. Identities, literally, identities are being released. And as identities are being released, the reality of who they are is literally being shaken into them. Like it's, it was crazy stuff. People are like experiencing God for the first time. I had a student who said they felt the Holy Spirit return to them of a season of wandering and he, they felt this presence again. Guys, it's unreal. It's unreal. And so what I'm gonna invite, I want all of our students who are at camp, all of our students who are at camp, I want you to partner up with the leader. I want you to come up here right now. Come on, all of our students from camp. If you're at camp and you were a student or a leader, if you're a leader with us at camp, I want you up here at the front. Even if you were a leader, a tribe leader, I want you up here. So if you're a normal tribe leader, but you didn't make it to camp, I want you up here. Okay, they experienced fire. They experienced breakthrough. They experienced encouragement. They experienced freedom. And so what I want them to do is I want them to actually pray over us this morning. It was actually Pastor Dwayne's idea. He's a genius. And so if you want, if you want to experience a touch from the Lord, if you want to see breakthrough, if you want to hear a word from the Lord, if you want to experience what they experienced, you got to get around the people who experienced what they experienced, right? Remember, even the disciples, they made note that they had been with Jesus. They made note. And so these guys have been with Jesus. They spent a week away, prioritizing nothing else. Just camp, hanging out with Him. Not what's coming up for lunch or what's coming up for dinner. Not what we gotta do the rest of the day. No, it's just the next moment. What are we doing? Just you and me. And so if you want prayer with these students, uh, perfect. That's okay. okay, so they're gonna pair up. Pair up, students pair up, students pair up right now. If I could have a leader, maybe try to jump in with some of these groups too, maybe the younger ones. But we're gonna, we're just gonna spend some time in prayer. So if you need a breakthrough in your body, if you need a miracle, if you want a word from the Lord, I want you to come see these students right now. We're gonna keep worshiping for a little bit. We're gonna keep worshiping for a little bit, but come up and get prayer. Amen? Amen.
think we can linger here for a second. We got some more students. We got some more leaders available. If you were at camp, if you're at camp, those who are at camp, come on up, come on up. We need more. We need more. Partner up, you two together. Partner up, partner up, partner up, partner up. There's something about entering his presence as a little kid. Even when you're not feeling it, like Grady. Even when you're not feeling it. Just jumping next to people. Just jumping in worship. Leads to encounter. Getting around the fiery ones just leads to encounter. Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Even if you feel like your kiddos are long gone, maybe they're not serving the Lord, maybe they're adults, I don't know. It just takes a moment. It just takes a moment. And like Alina, she, was, she didn't tell the rest of the story. She was contending for years, two years. Praying, praying for a brother, just believing for breakthrough, believing things would turn around. If you're a parent of a lost one, I just want you to be bold in this moment. If, you, if you're a parent of a lost one, I just want you to lift up your hand where you're at. If you feel like you're a parent of a lost one, one who's taken a turn, I want you to look around. Keep those hands up. Keep those hands up. I want you to surround them. Body, body of body of Christ in the room. Look around. Don't look at me. Look around. Those with their hands up, keep your hand up. I need everybody surrounded here. I need everybody surrounded here. We're lifting each other up. I see some more hands up. I need more prayer warriors. Don't look at me. Don't just sit where you're at. You're the body of Christ. Don't let the kids have all the fun. I still see some hands that need some people. Keep those hands up. Until you get someone to come pray with you, keep those hands up, please. And if you're where you're at, I just want to release. <laughs> and just be a moment. Just release the moment. Oh, God, just release the moment in those kids' lives. Let the lost ones come home. Just where you're at, just start praying. Just where you're at, just start praying. Just start prophesying. The lost ones come home. Those who have believed lies, we cancel them in Jesus' name. We say lost ones. We say lost ones come home and you're found. The Lord sees you. He knows you. Come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. Even if it's lost family members, not even kids, just brothers and sisters. We just release you back into the kingdom. We release you back into his care. The Lord loves you. The Lord loves you. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. This is a time of returning. This is a time of returning. Come on, church, pray out. This is a time of returning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
the hearts of the sons return to the fathers and the fathers to the sons. The daughters to the mothers and the mothers to the daughters. God, a season of revival in our nation, restoring family. God, restore family in our nation. Restore family in our culture, restore family in us. No more lost ones, God. No more lost ones. No more lost ones, God. No more lost ones. students just pray over that that lost ones come home alright here we go he's just going to release over those families who feel lost ones just how great he released the power of the spirit of what God did for him just release it on you. Here we go. <laughs> um, Lord, I just pray that for everybody here that they get to experience something like I did at camp and just that anybody who's been wandering or uh, lost just comes home to you and finds you again and that they can fully experience your love and that they can just know you and what you can do. Uh, yeah, I just pray that the last ones come home tonight, tonight, today, you know. But, amen. Amen. Come on, yes. Lost ones come home. Today, tonight, that's what we're expecting. God, we say, we agree with that word. Phone calls, conversations, even today, God. Even today, that there be breakthrough, God. Even today, even today, right now, phone calls would happen. Lost ones would come home. Relationships restored. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So good.
not be in a rush, guys. Let's not be in a rush. Let's not be in a rush. Let's just linger for a second. Let's just linger. Let's be like little kids when it's time to go to bed. All the parents know what I'm talking about in this room. Hey, can you read me that book? Hey, can you, can we do, can we do that one little song one more time? Hey, you forgot to tuck me in the right way. Can we try that again? And we just want to linger with our parents. We just want to linger with our father. God, restore the lingering. God, would you restore the lingering and the wonder of who you are? That we want to spend every moment with you, God. That we'd erase our schedules, we'd erase our stuff. All the things we put before you, God. The silly, stupid things that we think are so important and we rush to and fro to get them done. God, teach us how to wonder again. Teach us how to linger again. How to attract your heart so much, God, in worship that we get you to stay longer. You know, you can change God's mind. Hezekiah did it. He prayed to the Lord. He told he was going to die. He prayed to the Lord. The prophet who gave him the word that he was going to die came back and then said, the Lord changed his mind basically. Boom, now you're going to live 15 more years. Moses did it. Changed his mind. Don't destroy this people, God. Moses had the chance to be made into a great nation. And he changed God's mind. You have the power to change God's mind. That's incredible. I don't really get that. But he lowers himself and he humbles himself to a place where he listens to your voice, the cry of your heart. What's the inmost cry? God, can we convince you to stay longer than we planned? Can we convince you? Come on, Jesus. Have your way in the room. Have your way in the room. Jesus, have your way. Have your way. Have your way in the room. Whatever you want to do. Come on. Whatever you want to say. However you want to move. Lord, come have your way.
going to do. We're going to spend a few more moments in worship. But I want all of our, our students and leaders, I want you to partner up, the small groups you're praying with. I want you to just walk. This is Pastor Dwayne, man, genius. It's exactly what we did at camp. It's literally what we did. We lined up all the students and had the leaders just walk through and just have a heyday. Boom, whatever happens, you got a word. Boom, you're going to release the glory of God. Boom, whatever's going to happen, whatever's on your heart. So students, so students, I'm going to release you. I'm going to release you. Go in your small groups that you're praying with. Go in your small groups, and I want you to just go as a group and just pick somebody and pray for them. Just pick somebody. Whoever the intention of God is on, I want you to go to. The attention of God, so go, so go, so go, so go. I release you, I release you.
much about being a kid. I don't even get it. I mean, I don't even understand. <laughs> to how important it is to enter the kingdom of God as a child. With the expectations of a kid who's totally hyped. Anyone know those hyper kids? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. They're just hyped to be wherever. They're just excited to be there. And what if we came, what if we entered in every day, not just in a church service at home, but like at home in our workplace, and like when we're doing recreation, when we're not, like wherever we're at, what would it look like if we were just a little kid? I've heard a quote, those who have the most hope have the most influence. And for you to have hope, you gotta be a little kid. Because things are new every day, new experiences every day. And it starts with expectation, setting our heart on the one thing, what's important, presence. I just had a baby, his name's Titus, he's beautiful. But I'll tell you what, he's satisfied with a lot of things, but he just wants to spend time with his parents. We may be satisfied with a lot of things, but our priority, God, help us. That our priority would be you. That we just wanna spend time with you. That Holy Spirit, we just wanna spend time with you. That Jesus, we just wanna spend time with you. That we only do what we see the Father doing. That we'd be just like you, Jesus. Help us to be little kids in this place. Everyone put your hands out. Put your hands out like you're receiving something. Let's just pray into that. As Richard Gordon said, God, you choose mangers. God, choose us. Make us into little kids again. That we don't mature out of your presence. We don't mature out of worship, reckless abandoned worship. We don't mature out of that. We don't mature out of not reading our Bible. That God, help us to be like little kids. That we wanna soak up the fullness of what it means to be in love with you, to be your kid. And so God, transform us this morning. Show us how we can be more and more like little kids. Show us more and more how we can be like little kids. And God, give us the bravery to do it. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Aren't, don't you just love our youth group? I just love them. They're wild. They're wild. And I wish I could even share more testimonies. Like it was, just, it was a wild time, guys. It was a wild time. Deliverances, the presence, the glory of God just coming and falling upon people. And it's because they were hungry and they had nowhere else to go. That's all it takes, I guess. Just to be hungry and got nowhere else to go.
All right, we got to transition. You ready? Say hi to the beautiful person on your right and your left. Let them know Jesus loves you. Thank you so much for partnering with me in worship today. Give them a big thank you. this thought, and maybe you guys have too, where I don't want to be a person in the room that just recognizes when Jesus is there. I don't want to just discern when Jesus is in a room. I want him to bring him into the room with me. So when I discern Maybe that the glory is not tangible in a room. When I walk in the room, because I've spent time with him, the aroma of the kingdom of God follows me there. I would love that. And I think for us, maybe this is a season of that. Learning what it looks like to not just witness what God does, but to be full partners, that we look like him, we smell like him. Yeah, amazing. Isn't that good? What's it look like to be patient, God? Help us to be patient. We don't have to just jump around. You know, in like America, we have our two-hour services. Some places, one-hour service. Some places, 45 minutes. We hear about other countries. Their services last like eight hours. Because they're hungry. And they got nowhere else to go. When you're with Jesus, what else matters? Well, I got this responsibility. I got to do this. I got to, yeah, yeah, God knows that. He'll, he'll hook you up. He'll help you out. But God, help this to be a season where we prioritize your presence Teach us to be patient. Teach us to be patient, God. Just feel his presence right now. God, deliver us from the schedule. 
that God, we'd be okay with the messy. We just get in the stuff with the people, just like you did. We love you, God. If Roman keeps playing, we're never going to stop worshiping, y'all. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm serious, though. I'm having a hard time transitioning. Anyone been to a summit before? One of our summit, our summit conference? At the end of the night, when we can't shut it down. And then we, and then we turn it over to Angela. She's our time clock. She's got to keep a schedule. People got to be up in the morning. She's handling all the volunteers. <laughs> she comes up here and starts prophesying. Maybe I need you to shut this down then. No, but it's good. It's family. This is home. This is home. And if you've been searching for a family, you've been searching for the Lord, you've kind of felt like a lost season, maybe coming out of COVID or I don't know. But this is home. This is family. And this is a cool place. This is a great place to grow. This is a great place to grow. I'll tell you what, I can't guarantee you'll never be hurt by people in a church because I have. But where do you heal? in the body. You never take a broken bone and heal it outside the body and then put it back in. People heal it stuff within the body. So the body of Christ is the same way. We heal in the body. So if you've separated yourself because of pain from a church and you're like, God, give me the presence but not the people, we've missed it. Jesus is good. Come and just open your hands again. We're just gonna, we're just gonna sit for a second, okay? If this is new for you, thank you for your patience. If this is not, thank you for your partnership.
Even if you can't feel him, he's in the room. Where two or more are gathered, it's his promise. We don't stand on experience, we stand on him. He's trusting that he's doing a work. Even if you can't feel him, you're just trusting he's doing a work right now. He's doing a work. Holy Spirit, just where you're at, just invite Holy Spirit in greater way. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for what you're doing. God, help us to be friends of you. Help us to prioritize you, to love you. Oh, no matter our track record, God, no matter our track record, I just thank you. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to more power, more power right now. Just release it in the room, more presence in the room, your awareness. You're dancing, that you would dance around the room. We just release you. show us how to steward this in our homes. God, show us how to steward this with our kids. We love you, God. We love you, God. We love you, Jesus. Just lift up. Just worship where you're at. We love you, Jesus. We love you, God. You're so sweet. deserve you, God. We're all just mangers. The most humble of places for the Lord to choose to live. To reside. To be born in. We're just mangers. Oh, God, we love you. We love you. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory, but God, you choose us. And God, you call us forever perfect of those being made holy. That's our identity. We get a thought that doesn't partner with that. That's not who we are. Not every thought is your thought. Not every thought you have is your thought. I want you to realize that. This, this brought the most freedom to me. I think this is a Pastor Dwayneism. It brought the most freedom to me. Because then I began to realize that when I'm a new creation, when something doesn't match up with what something said about me or a thought that I have, I take that thing captive and I make it submit to Christ. And it brings freedom because now my identity is not in that thought. A lot of us in this room, this is going to bring freedom for you. You sexually, you have sexual thoughts that pop up in your head about other people that pop up randomly as you're walking by.
you're like, I'm in the presence. I'm with Jesus. I love him. What's going on? Maybe those aren't your thoughts. Maybe the demonic realm is trying to feed you what they're trying to feed on and trying to get you to think that your identity is now wound up in that thought you just had when really God calls you forever perfect of those being made holy. So we're no longer that thought because that's not who I am. So when we're thinking and we're driving around and we have these thoughts that pop up, no, 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 God, that's not who I am. And you know what? Maybe you go to the point of maybe you dwell on it and it becomes a sin thing. Guess what? You say, God, I'm sorry for messing up in that way. And I give this to you. This is not who I am. Your sin identity is not who you are. Your health issue is not who you are. We don't identify in the natural things. We identify in Him. You, are, you cannot be a sinner and a saint at the same time. Can I tell you that? A lot of us say, oh, I'm just a sinner. No. If you're in Jesus, you are no longer. You're a new creation. So are you a new creation or are you a sinner? All have sinned, but that's past tense. You are now a new reality. You are in Him. You're the beloved of God. Everything that He carries, you carry. You're in the family, the royalty of the King. When you walk into a room, He walks with you. If He's called a lion, what does that make you? If you're His bro, if you're His sis, and He's a lion, guess what? You're a lion too. When you roar, heaven comes to your call. You know, Jesus, Jesus even taught John, I think it's John 20. If I'm wrong, it's somewhere around there. I'm not, I don't know the addresses very well. I just kind of know where it's at, okay? But he even spoke, he even said, if you forgive others, if you forgive others, their sins will be forgiven. What? What? Not just the, not just the, he said this too, not just if, he can't forgive you if you don't forgive others. Not just that thing. He's saying if you literally forgive others, the authority that rests on your life, you have such an identity of Christ that when you release the forgiveness of heaven to someone else, they are forgiven. So maybe our society, maybe those problems that have happened in your life or the people that hurt you and you're like, man, that person will never change. Maybe that thought or that mindset we have over that person and we haven't released them into forgiveness, it's not just plaguing us. It's keeping them from getting into their truest identity, the forgiven, the forgiven one. Your forgiveness doesn't just unlock you, it unlocks them. I wouldn't know who I was unless Jesus forgave me. I can't have a newness of life without him. His grace empowers me not to sin. It's not permission to sin. It's not freedom of a wrong will. I'm just going to sin and then ask God to forgive me later. No, 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 no. That's rebellion. Rebellion says it's a sin of witchcraft. That's a major deal. It's like, God, no, no, no. It's different. It's like when I mess up, His grace empowers me. Now you have the empowerment of heaven not to do that again. 
and you're fresh and you're new. And that's who we are. I wouldn't be who I am without that. So it's so good. <laughs> if you're wondering when's pastor going to get up here, he gave me permission to do this. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but we are the kings and the priests. We sit at his feet. I think sometimes, too, we sit a little too close to that gray line between sin and not sin. When that's not even the question. Like, we're in the wrong realm of thinking. If we're like, well, is this sin to do this? If you've got to ask if it's sin to do this, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Because you're close to the gray line. And there's some of us in this room that we have religious freedom to partake of a thing. We have religious freedom to partake in a thing, but the Holy Spirit has not given you the check mark of approval to do that thing. And there's a lot of things I could call out in this room that are like that. A lot of things. But we've so allowed ourselves to get narrowed down to the well, this is permissive because the Bible doesn't really address it, so it's okay. When Holy Spirit's whispering in your ear, son, daughter, that's not for you. You, you have a calling on your life that you can only achieve if all the anchors on your soul are torn away. I think there's even more freedom that's available in this room right now. But it involves us giving up. Giving up our whole selves. That's what God calls us to do anyway. Give up everything. Give up everything. It's easy. You just got to give all of it up. You don't got to think and remember, oh man, what did I keep for myself? Uh, what was those three things? You don't got to do that. God, right now, will you show us if there's any area in our life that's religiously legal, but God, you're inviting us not to partake in. Will you show us right now? No, this is dangerous. I'm going to ask you to pray this. Because if, if he shows you, if he shows you, this is a standard. Biblical standard, minimum standard. That's minimum. God's not into laws. He's into freedom. But he has some things in store for your life that can only get done if your distractions and those little things that are trying to hang on you, you can cut them off. And maybe you've been wondering, why is my life not look the way I wanted it to? It's because we've been engaging in things that we're not meant to engage in. I have the freedom to do anything. I can watch that movie. I'm an adult. Adults watch movies like that. No, you, maybe you don't. Maybe the Holy Spirit tells you, 
There are movies I do not have permission to see because of the role that God's assigned me in this earth. Now, other people have the freedom in the Holy Spirit to do that thing. So I can't look at others and say, how could you watch that movie? Because Holy Spirit standard for that person is different. Why? Because he knows what we struggle with on our insides. They don't struggle with the stuff that's present in that movie that I do. So if I partake of it, what I'm doing is I'm taking up a big old anchor and I'm saying, I'm giving the big old L to Jesus and I'm like, I'm going to watch it anyway. Jesus' standard is higher. Man, it's good. What is it? What is it that's plaguing us? What are those little things? All the time we spend on our phone. I don't think they had phones in the upper room. Maybe we don't see the miracles in the United States that we see in other countries when we go on mission trips because we're distracted. I hear stories of mission trips. They go to another country. It's like miracles are like candy. They're handing them out to everybody. And then we come here and we're like, yeah, we saw a miracle last week. Uh, Ted, yeah, Ted, he like, uh, part of his nail grew out on his, on his finger. It was awesome. Let's stand. Thank you, Pastor Dwayne. Thank you. It's an honor to say, share some of this. This isn't planned at all. None of this is planned. I'm also going to introduce you to someone here in a second. We have a special guest with us. But, uh, and there's some other stuff I probably got to cover too. I don't know if I need that paper. Yeah, I got a lot to do, I think. I'm way behind. Uh, but let's just ask, let's just ask the Lord really quick. Let's just ask the Lord really quick. Actually, we're going to wait on that. <laughs> we're going to wait. We're going to end with that. Can I invite, uh, Raul, can I have you come up? Raul is a director of a conference called The Finding. Uh, he has a heart just for transformation and, uh, Maybe some of what's happened this morning he brought with him. I don't know. But he has a heart for it. And uh, so he's kind of give his heart a little bit for a conference that's coming up in the region. And uh, there's some cool stuff happening, guys. Regional shift, not just a one church thing, like a multi-church thing, like a body of Christ thing. And so we want to partner with it. And this is what he's all about. So can we just, can we just listen to his heart for a second as we close? Because this is what it's all about. This is really what it's all about. Revival, revival has never been just a, just a random sovereign move of God. All throughout revival history and even scripture, we see that anytime that the Lord moved powerfully, it was a result and it was in response to the hunger of people. Do you imagine the upper room in Acts 2? 
There's 120 people in, in one room who are, who spend the last three and a half years of their lives with this God man that gave them meaning and purpose and reason. Everything that they could have ever wanted or desired was found in this, in this one man. And I, when I think about it, I just, there's no way that there was a single person in the room was thinking about what they were going to have for dinner that night or how they're going to pay their bills or I mean any of the everyday kind of stuff you know all of their affection all of their attention their focus was set on being with this man again I strongly believe that what we read about in Acts chapter two was, was simply God's response to the hunger in that room. God didn't, th- I, I don't think the Lord was like, you know what, today's a good day to, to baptize these people. God responded to the hunger in the room. In Luke 11, the disciples asked Jesus to say, teach us to pray. We wanna learn how to pray. And Jesus gives them what we now call the Lord's prayer. You know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But in the same context, the same setting, Jesus continues and he, he shares two parables. He says, there's a man who has a friend coming from out of town, but he has no food for him. So this man goes to his neighbor's house and he knocks on the door and he asks him for, for bread. And his neighbor says, well, I'm in bed. My kids are in bed. The door's locked. Leave us alone. Jesus says, surely I tell you that even though his neighbor won't give him bread because of their friendship, he'll give it to him because of his shameless audacity. He just keeps knocking until he opens the door. And then Jesus continues, he says, you being evil would never give your children a stone instead of bread or a serpent instead of a fish or a scorpion instead of an egg. How much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? See, Jesus, when Jesus taught the disciples to pray, he emphasized asking the Father for a baptism of the Holy Spirit and encounter with the Holy Spirit with two parables. Because without that one thing, without him, without the Holy Spirit, there's no way you can step into the rest of the prayer. And so... I guess this is a little bit more of an invitation um, than a promotion is that that really is our heart for for the finding is all we want to do is we want to gather the the most hungry 1500 people in our region the seattle area and we're gathering for one thing and that's to set our eyes our affection and our attention on him on jesus in hebrews 11 i think it's six it says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Presence, the presence of Jesus is the reward of worship and ministering to the Lord. And so uh, I'm only here to um, just invite you, if you wanna come and join us, 
We're, gonna, we're really gonna gather and all we're gonna do is worship Jesus. I believe in the signs, wonders, and miracles with all of my heart and I've, I've seen them and I've experienced them and it's been amazing. But we want our everything in us, our affection and our attention to be so set on Jesus, knowing that if his presence comes and we spend three days in it, there's no way that we can leave the same. So um, we would love for you guys to join us. We have some of the Lord's dearest friends, um, as you can see in our little uh, flyer here. We have some of the Lord's dearest friends coming to join us because they believe in what God wants to do in the Pacific Northwest. When I spoke to, when I spoke to Pastor Bill a little bit about it, he said, he said that he believes this, this region is one of the most important regions in our nation. And if the Lord does something special here, it'll, it will touch our nation. And so we have, we have, this, we have this window where if we jump in and we, we pursue the Lord together um, with no other agenda, uh, just, just wanting him, um, we really do believe that the Lord will respond to the hunger in the room. We're praying for the likes of Acts chapter two, you know, where we, we walk in one way and we leave, we leave com completely different. And so, um, yeah, we believe the Lord is gonna do something really special and we would love for you to join us and to be a part. We're, it's, it really does seem like the Lord's moving in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, especially through COVID and just over the last few years, it's been, it's been, hard and, and, uh, and difficult, but we're, we've actually, we've already completely sold out or we filled the main sanctuary. And now we're, we're working with the church uh, to kind of pack in a few more hundred seats so that we can get everybody in the room because um, I just, I do believe that if we get all the hunger, gather all the hunger in one room, um, the Lord's gonna do something special. It's even for that reason where we're not going to be live streaming or anything because we want, there's just, we, I feel like there's a mandate for me, direction from the Lord uh, that we have to be in the room. And so we would love for you to join us. Any information you need is up there. Uh, but most importantly, come because Jesus will be there. So bless you guys. Thank you, Earl. So cool. Isn't that amazing? Try to find a way to partner with that if we can. But yeah, let's just end like this. Everyone put your hands out. I'm going to ask you to do something dangerous. Yes, we do. And we're going to dangerously take the offering now. <laughs> so offering team, can you come up, please? If you can't hear what's going on up here, they're giving me directions to keep me on task here. Okay. God, we just thank you for worship this morning. We thank you that we get to worship you all the way through, even with our giving. Jesus, you're good. If you need an offering envelope, offering team has them. You can also give online. There's a QR code you can snap with your picture. It'll take you to our giving page. Super cool. But God, we just give you this. I just thank you, Holy Spirit. We just give you this offering. As worship to you, a worthy sacrifice. That the God of the universe, God, that you want to partner with our giving. And so we thank you for that. 
We rejoice with that. We're cheerful givers. And we give you this in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. Start passing those. All right. Is there anything else? Yeah, we'll skip in the now. Preschool, if you're interested, pre-K kids, experience the presence of God in a classroom and learn at the same time. Boom, visit the table after service. We got our preschool starting up again. And there's something else I'm supposed to do. Connect group leaders interest page is on our website. We have connect group season starting again. So if you're interested in leading a group, facilitating encounters on behalf of others, please sign up on our website. But if you can stay in the room, what I'm just going to ask you to do is put your hands out. I know we're a little late. Thank you for your patience. This is what God is teaching us. I'm going to ask you to do something dangerous. I'm going to ask you to invite the Lord to cut off things in your life that aren't producing fruit. This is always scary because I was always worried of doing this with the Holy Spirit because I always knew that there'd be a higher standard and I wouldn't measure up. But God's grace empowers us to make it through. He'll help you. He'll help you. He's not asking you to do it and then leaving you on your own. I had to give up stuff before, just randomly, little things, little interests, just because there were distractions away from him. Video games, that was a big thing. It means I don't ever play them ever, but I basically almost cut them out totally from my life. He's gonna ask you to do something. And so, God, we just, we just invite you right now, Holy Spirit, will you show us an area that you wanna cut off and to prune so that it'll produce more fruit later on? God, will you show us right now? We just invite you to show us. Just invite him where you're at. Say, God, show me. God, show me an area of my life that you want to prune. And God, I actually, let's even pray this. God, I invite you in this season to show me areas that you want me to prune. Or rather, that you want to prune. So God, we give you those areas right now. Whatever that thing is, if the Lord's showing you something now, if he shows you something later today, if he shows you something three weeks from now, God, help us. Will you help us? Empower us. Let your grace empower us for change. So God, we give you this moment. We're removing anchors on our life and anchors on our soul. And we're pursuing you with sails fully open, ready to receive from you, Holy Spirit. So we give you that area. We even dedicate that area. If the Lord shows you something right now, I just want you to dedicate it to him. God, we just dedicate that area to you. That's not mine, it's yours. And we give it to you with open hands. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we all good? I think we're going to worship out a little bit. If you can stick around, I invite you to stick around. There's something special here this morning. If you got to go, you got to go, but we'll see you soon. Blessings. Let us worship as we leave today. We're all about worshiping Him.
that our life, our daily life, will be a worship unto our Lord. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together holy, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. Here I am to Thank you so much for joining us today. We just speak restoration and inspiration over your life. We thank God for his word. And if you are here today wanting to make a decision to follow Jesus in your life, we just want to pray with you and we want to encourage you um, with this prayer. So can you just pray after me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for coming into my life. I receive your word. I receive your truth. I receive Jesus into my life. And I thank you for empowering me to walk a life of victory, of authority, and to be an agent of life and love here on earth. In Jesus' name, amen.